0: Great, thank you team. that's great, you guys have done a great job, all that practising all those songs and music and I liked it, it was great stuff, it was rocking out I noticed that when you get dressed up you look freer too I wonder why, isn't it funny we dress up in church clothes and suddenly called all oh, serious I was wondering, I was just thinking the thought came over me that I actually you should have one Sunday when everyone dresses up in, in period costume or any kind of thing but don't come like you normally come, you know, come up dressed up Dressed up to have fun and celebrate. That'd be great to do that, wouldn't it, eh? Great. What? Christmas. It's called Christmas, is it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It sounds really good. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. What a great song. Why don't, why don't we just turn in Ephesians chapter 5? Ephesians chapter 5. I'm full of the Holy Ghost today. Absolutely. Up, praying, you know, full of the Holy Ghost. It's good to be full of the Holy Ghost. Otherwise, you're full of something else, usually, you know, depression and heaviness and fears and anxieties and worries. God wants to be full of the Holy Ghost. Huh? Full of the Holy Ghost. I hope before you go out today, you'll get filled up. You'll open your life and get filled up. And uh, we've been doing a series on desire and destiny and so on, and want to call it in and get on with something else. But, but I want to, there's one thing I had just burning in my heart that I just wanted to, to share. I want to talk about the Holy Ghost and the will of God. The Holy Because all of us want to know, well, what is God's plan for my life? So we're going to go searching all our desires or whatever And and, uh, we want to find out what God's plan is And of course you'll notice if you read the Bible You can't get answers for everything you want It's just like there's some things he didn't talk about So kind of left there And uh, so we need to get some help on that So we're made for God's pleasure We we were sharing with our God has wired certain things into our hearts So one way of finding God's purpose for your life Is to connect with the desires of your heart Now one of the things we have to realise though Is we live in a culture which is very, very self-centred Had you noticed? (laughs) And it's fueled by instant everything So I want it all And I want it now Now, this is not a good culture, a good environment to be a godly person, because God doesn't give it all and He doesn't give it now He gives it all, but not now And that's the dilemma, because in the world you, get, you want it all up front And so there's, a, there's a, a, a challenge that the generation arising has, that in the west it's all a very me-centered culture that community and responsibility for community is broken down. And actually the prevailing culture is what about me? It's all about me. What do I get? What do I want? How can I get ahead? And so even in the universities, the whole the flow of education is towards what's in this for me? What do I want? How can I get ahead? And then that overflows to well, how can you help me get ahead? And I will have connection with you while you help me get ahead, and after that then if you don't help me get any further ahead, goodbye! This is actually totally violates kingdom culture So there's a spirit operating in the world today that affects us without even thinking that it's all about me, and my fulfilment, and my desires, and my destiny But actually it's not about that at all, the Bible says we're made for His pleasure and uh, So just following your desires isn't enough it's a great way to identify things that God's put in you, but left to that alone, you'll be caught in the spirit of the world and the spirit of the age. You just do what you want to do, and you'll find yourself very, very far from what God has planned for you, which is much better. Let me just, uh, I won't go into all these. The Bible talks very clearly in, in, in the last days in 2 Timothy 3. It says, be challenging or difficult times will be in the earth. And one of the reasons is because people love themselves, they're wrapped up in themselves. Uh, it will said that they're truce breakers, or in other words, they don't enter into committed relationships easily uh, They're ungrateful and unthankful, and have got issues with their parents Sound familiar? Uh, it's very true We're having a breakdown in culture which is very well described in the Bible It says God calls those days perilous days And So when people are wrapped up in a, in a culture or in a mentality that it's about me and my fulfilment then what happens is, we miss the best part of God's work, which is always concerned with something bigger than just ourselves And uh, So the Bible has many things and it says that there will be lovers of pleasure In other words, hedonistic, or just seeking to get something that makes me feel good So if I can get what I want, and my desire, I'll feel good Get the idea? I'm getting on to, how to, to where I'm going shortly Now I, I just was thinking about this the other day, and the Lord just began to drop into my uh, heart Uh, The names of a whole number of people in the Bible, who had desires, and their desire totally blew it in their life. And I want to let me just give you a few. I'm not going to look them all up, but let me give you a few of them. Eve had a desire. She desired the fruit on the tree. Thought, boy, that's good. That'll get me ahead. Yeah, right. See, it violated what God had for her. And In doing so, that desire to get ahead, that desire to fulfil herself, that desire to make her way in life without reference to God, actually is the core of the human problem That's what led to the problems we have in society Now you start to follow it through What about the problems in the Middle East right now? Where do they all come from? Well they came from one man who had a desire to have a son, he thought it would be a good idea to have sex with his wife's maid So he desired her, and he desired a son Now get this God had promised a son, so he can kind of frame it up Well God's got a plan for me, and it's not working out here, I'll try this And Of course now we have all this conflict, the wild man What about Israel? Israel desired a king like everyone else, so what did they get? They ended up with Saul, they got the king they desired, and had years of sorrow, and conflict, and pain, and problems in their nation, but they desired, that's what they wanted, they desired that It's just their desire wasn't so bad to have a king, but it's just outside the order what God had planned they settled for less than what God planned because they followed their thinking and their own desire. Here's another one. Uzziah desired the priesthood. He thought, man, I'm a king, but boy, would to be a priest, that'd be fantastic. Great offer of sacrifice, so he desired to be a priest. What happened to him? He ended up his life in leprosy and defeat. Trying to, he desired something that was not what God intended for him. Now we can go through this, there's heaps of them there What about Josiah? Josiah wanted to go down and get involved in a fight Josiah was a good man, he he brought revival into the nation Had victory after victory, but he wanted to get involved in a fight And the king said "If it's not your fight, stay out of it But he desired to go to the battle He went, you know what happened to him? He had a premature death, because of his desire He just missed what God was saying to him, because his desire just was not tempered by finding what God wanted Uh, I'll give you another one there What about Jehoshaphat? Jehoshaphat desired to strengthen his relationship with King Ahab And King Ahab wanted to go down the battle Talked him into going to battle And then they got a prophet And the prophet said, no, no, this is going to be a big defeat if you go there But did he go? Yeah, he went anyway So even though he had prophetic word Even though there was indications from God this wasn't the right thing Because of his desire for this relationship and this affinity between the two nations He went to the battle He nearly lost his life now These are written in the Bible, there's heaps of them, they just go on and on What about Gehazi? Well he desired He desired. You know, that his ministry be rewarded He thought, well I'm serving Elisha, I should get something out of this you know should be something in this for me So when the Syrian got healed, he thought, man I should get a bit of dough out of this So he followed him after and said, listen we need a bit of money for our ministry How about you give us some? And he got some money, but then he got leprosy as well His desire brought leprosy and shame not only on him, but on his whole family Isn't that interesting? In Mark 1, it tells us the desire, the disciples were in in the midst of a revival Jesus was having. You know what they wanted? They wanted Jesus to come back out and do the same stuff he did yesterday. He said, No. Actually, we're going, we've got a bigger plan, and it involves the rest of the nation. We're not going to stay where you want me to stay. What about Peter? Peter desired that the ministry influence he had was would expand and extend right through the nation So when Jesus started to talk about a cross He said, forget crosses, crosses aren't in the deal Man, we're just pumping We haven't got room for crosses in our ministry direction We're so set on success, we can't see where crosses fit in anywhere And Jesus would get behind me and rebuke him as having a demonic source operating through his desire to look after himself, Well, this is what goes on, so these, these, there's so many of them What about um, David, David had a desire to build a house for God God said plainly, no Now what about the desire, was it a good desire? It was a good desire Was it a godly desire? Oh it was a godly desire He wanted to build a great house for God to dwell in God said, no you can't, someone else is set to do it It's not going to be you, and he accepted that, and he cooperated with God's plan Harnessed his desire, and provided all the resources See so desires, sometimes can actually be out of sorts with what God wants How about this one with Paul? Now this is a good one, Paul wanted to go on a mission journey to a place He'd been commanded to go and preach the gospel He wanted to go, he'd been commissioned and sent out, and he tried to get the place, and the Holy Ghost forbade him to go there Now what do you make of that? It was a great desire, great dream, great vision, but you know it's just not in what God had, God had a bigger plan So. All of these things are written in the Bible, so that we can understand that just because we desire something, doesn't mean to say that that's in the plan of God for our life You have to temper it with something else, and it's something else we want to find out about Amen? Okay, and you notice even Jesus, <coughs> in Mark chapter 14, <coughs> notice this great prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane Father, all things are possible to you In other words, oh God, you're a great God, you can make anything happen he said take this cup of suffering from me What I really want is not to go through with the cross Then he adds in "But if it be will, your will Not my will but your will be done And we're here because he did that What was his desire? His desire was to not have to go to the cross Naturally no one would want to do that But through prayer and surrender he found and obtained the willing mind of God and actually then had a much greater impact Now these are the kinds of things you need to see, we live in a culture where people do what they feel, do what they want, come into church, and then want to use God to fulfil their own desires and whatever Now you've got to match this with finding what God, God is is still God, and so we've got to match this one up Okay then, so let's have a look in Ephesians 5, and we'll get started And uh, Verse 15 See then that you walk wisely or carefully, not like a fool He's talking to Christians But as wise, redeeming the time because the days of evil In other words, he's saying, this is about how you run your life And he's saying, what I want you to do is to run your life wisely, not like a foolish person And that means you need to understand the importance of time, and using your time, investing it in the right things Now notice what he says Therefore, because of that, don't be unwise, but understand what the will of God is to be unwise is to be without a mind To be ignorant, to not have any idea whatsoever what the will of God is And he's saying, don't be unwise But I want you to understand and have insight to what God's will is for you So very clearly he's saying, don't be a dummy Christians, don't be a dummy and walk foolishly Man, you've got one life, don't blow it with foolish decisions that take you off course Rather, you need to know what the will of God is Now that's a dilemma What is the will of God? How many people have wondered that? God what is your will, God what is your will? There's so many decisions we face, God what do you want, you don't know what he wants Because somehow it's very quiet, and, 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 and Paul in Colossians 1.19 says he, he was praying that would be filled with knowledge of the will of God So clearly it's God's plan you know his will, and two that you actually be filled with understanding and have a sense of knowing what to do at any point in time, yet that's not what most of us experience So I want you to follow. So how can I find the will of God? Well, I know you give me the common ones. You give me the common ones. You read the word of God. Now, this is true. The word of God is the manual. And so there are many decisions in life related to all affairs of life, which, if you'd read the word of God, there are very clear directions how to succeed and to prosper. So it gives. It gives input on money, on marriage, on family, relationships, body life, the gifts of the Spirit, the purposes of God It gives this whole wealth in the Bible So the first thing is we need to be students of the Word of God to discover what God has to say about a whole range of things in our life So when a problem comes up you know exactly what the Word of God says We need to study the Word of God I notice lots of people don't have a Bible Don't seem to read a Bible Let me ask you this How are you going with the will of God? How are you doing? And If you're not sure how to read a Bible, or find out what's in the Bible, why don't you come and ask and say, hey listen we'd like some help, I don't even know how to start And That'd be an honest place, I realise I need, but I, I read it and I don't get anything out of it, I don't even know how to start We can help you with that real easily Okay so that's that Now the other thing too, would be, and the Bible's very clear on it, is to get the counsel of wise people Now many people get the counsel of the wrong people So if you're going if you to get counsel of anyone, you want to get counsel of someone who has succeeded in life in that area, that would be a fairly wise person I'm sure, and get counsel of someone who's also got spiritual insight, otherwise you'll gain a wisdom that's of the world, and it'll fill your life with strife But that would be two things, and the Bible says a fool follows his own way, and everything that's in his own heart, but it says a wise person will draw on the counsel of those who have success in their lives, so we need to learn to do that. Now those are the most obvious ones, what I want to do is I want to focus uh, on this area of what the Holy Ghost does to help us Because here's the wonderful thing is God gave you the Holy Ghost to talk to you When Jesus left he said I got a promise for you It's a promise of being filled with the Holy Ghost And I want to show you how you can draw on him I want to show you two or three things They're very simple It doesn't matter whether we do them or not so here's the first thing, now there's a lot of areas in life where you, can't, you don't know what to do, because there's no verse in the Bible that tells you where to live, what job to take on, whether to do this, whether to do that, what person to marry, there's a whole realm of life where there's absolutely no direction in the Bible whatsoever And so in that area, in that arena which we face all the time, we operate on two principles One is the principle of wisdom, godly wisdom gained by spending time in the Word of God and not doing stupid things Or if you do, then learning from them The other one is revelation In other words, the Holy Ghost speaking directly to us And showing us what to do Now we need both If you only just rely on one You'll end up, there's a lot of things God's not talking about And you'll be making up things in your head you think he's saying So we need the balance of wisdom There's a lot of things God won't tell you Because he expects you to do it He won't tell you what to put on your shopping list He doesn't tell you Because it's your job to figure out the shopping list But he can tell you if you forgot something I remember on my first missions trip I got down about as far as Chesterhoe Bridge And the Holy Ghost just shouted into my ear You forgot your passports and tickets (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at the time thinking Oh my God, I'm not going to catch the plane I rebuke this thing in Jesus' name I just spoke and commanded the plane to be grounded So I could get my tickets my first missions trip, first time anyone paid for me to go anywhere, and, uh, and I was dependent on that plane to catch the connecting flight. It was the connecting flight to catch the main one overseas. I did not want to have my first day turn up late, and so I flew back home as fast as I could and then drove to the airport. Um, yes, I drove to the airport, and uh, <laughs> lo, me down. When I got to the airport, the car, the, the, ground, the plane had been grounded. It had been grounded, it was grounded a full half an hour. And I was able to get on my flight But you know it was the Holy Ghost told me So those, I don't think he tells you everything But he does tell you things at times that you need to know So we need to figure out how to hear that Now notice what it says in Philippians Now I want to keep reading on Now notice it says Be not unwise and understand what the will of God is And don't be drunk on wine which is foolishness, but be filled with the Holy Ghost Now you notice it's talking about not drinking wine Now we could go into all kinds of stuff on that But here's the thing Being filled with the Holy Ghost is deeply connected with knowing the will of God And he jots in there this thing about not being drunk with wine Now here's the deal about it, what he's saying is Don't come under any other influence That would cloud your thinking, your mind And ability to make decisions Whether it's drink, drugs or any other kind of thing Don't let your mind, senses be dulled. But rather be yielded to the Holy Spirit It's a different spirit He'll quicken your mind He'll give you ideas Quicken you with energy in life Yield to the Holy Ghost Now people get all hung up And they forget the big thing there Is get filled with the Holy Ghost So everyone gets worried about wine. Well, if you want to drink, the Bible says those who are dying and those who are in trouble drink wine (laughs) because they need it to feel better. That's really what it is—to feel better or be sociable. And so I won't go into a big thing about wine. The Bible just says don't be drunk, Uh, but it does say get drunk on the Holy Ghost. And I'm more interested not whether you're drinking wine, whether you get drunk on the Holy Ghost. When's the last time you got drunk on the Holy Ghost? Filled with the Holy Ghost, yeah, Holy Ghost. Well, more because that's connected with knowing the will of God, being filled with the Holy Ghost. Many Christians don't get full of the Holy Ghost if they do, they don't stay that way But you see the Holy Ghost helps us with the will of God and I'll show you just some simple things you can do Because God has put within your power the ability to consistently day by day Actually be filled up with the Holy Ghost and have the life of God flowing in you It's real simple And discover on the way what God wants to do Let's have a look Philippians 2 verse 13 Philippians 2 and verse 13 Look what it says here Philippians 2 and verse 13 Now. It says, work out your own salvation and fear and trembling. Now notice this, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for or of his good pleasure. Notice it says, to will. That's the word desire. So God even helps you get the right desires. It means to desire, to will, or to determine. So it says, God wants to help you with your desires and to help you with your doing. God is at work in you both to will and to do of the things that please him. So here's the thing, we're not on our own. The Holy Ghost has been given to us to help us with our desires so our desires align with heaven's desires and also to help us and empower us. Notice that word God is at work. That word work is the word Greek word energetic or energio, from which we get energetic, like the energizer battery, like that. God is energizing you. God is empowering you, now let me ask you this, where's He empowering you? At an altar call? No, 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 God is at work in you, so you have to activate the movement of God within you If you don't activate the movement of the Spirit within you, then there's a problem That's why the Holy Spirit's given for you to work with Him. So it says, He's at will in you both to will, He's at work in you both to work, to will, and to do. And the word do, there's the same word to energetic. So God is energetic, helping you get your desires right, and then is so you can be energetic with the things of God. The same word God is at work, then you get working. And the thing that is the key is the desire. So the Holy Spirit is going to help you with both your desires, so you end up discovering what God wants, and end up doing it There is a power at work within you, Ephesians 3.20 says, now the mighty power of the Holy Ghost inside you, but people don't experience that They just have, I got the Holy Ghost when I believed Then I got baptised in the Holy Ghost, life has been difficult since then (laughs) Where's being drunk in the spirit Where's being so full of the Holy Ghost That you are full of life and bubble and zoom and zeal And it starts to flow out of your personality I say boy you've been on the drink already I remember when God first spoke to me at alcohol And man I used to drink a fair bit then I just And God just spoke to me I tipped the whole lot out And uh, then I said well God if I'm going to go to a party I'm going to be a wowzer You're all drinking you know, sort of that sort of look, you know I said, God, every time I'd get invited to a party, and the invitations dropped off after people found I didn't drink, but I still went to some anyway, and, but every time I go to the party I say, now God, I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost! I want to go there full of the Holy Ghost! So I'm more alive than anyone there, and I'm laughing and having more fun than anyone And I come home, and I have no headache, I wake up and worship God tomorrow, and it'll be great. God would fill me up. I'd get there and I'd find I'd laugh and have fun and be joking. He said, What are you drinking? He said, Oh, here it is. You know, they can't tell what I'm drinking at all. Drinking the Holy Ghost. That's what God meant. That's, that's why Jesus gave you the Holy Ghost. He said, Don't even think of trying to change the world without the Holy Ghost. Don't even think about it. He said, Don't think about it. Just stop till you get filled with the Holy Ghost. So they prayed, they sought, they got filled with the Holy Ghost. And I don't know, we've been talking the Holy Ghost out of the church ever since. That's the problem We need the Holy Spirit You need the Holy Spirit in your life You need Him in your business One of the great keys, if you talk Steve, we'll find He has the Holy Ghost in His life operating in His business There's a lot of others like that too In Romans 8, now the Spirit helps us with our infirmities He helps us with our infirmities Why? Because we don't know what to pray What <laughs> to pray? Well, I pray? I don't know to pray I don't know what the will of God is I don't to pray. You know So people get stuck in that kind of rut You know. So. We don't know how to pray, what to pray, or how to pray as we ought, but the Holy Ghost helps us. So notice helps us with our infirmities. That word means we're with a bit without strength. It means we have a struggle, we are lacking, we, we don't quite have the ability to do this, but the Holy Ghost helps. Now the word help there is a the word means to take hold together with someone else so you pull together in the same direction. Now you notice that someone has to be pulling first before the Holy Ghost comes and helps So for most Christians, because they don't know how to pull in the Spirit, then they don't have the Holy Ghost working with them That's his role, is to work with you, not for you huh? For you means it's someone else doing it, for you You don't do anything I'll just come up, and my hands on me, just get blessed Great, but you know when you go away, you still got to get up tomorrow, now what will you do? That will inspire the Holy Ghost to arise with you and begin to take hold with you and begin to start to bring something into the earth. That's the deal, and it's part of our responsibility is to do that. So the Holy Ghost will help us. So God gave you the Holy Ghost; He's going to help you to get filled with the Spirit. So notice here it says, "Don't be drunk with wine." Ephesians five we read. Don't be drunk. Don't be. That word is metho. Don't be a metho. Don't be a metho, it's quite good not to be a metho Don't be under the influence of anything That gets around your mind, your senses and dulls you down So you don't know what you're supposed to be doing How to fulfill the will of God But rather get full of the Holy Ghost Speaking to yourselves Now that's an interesting thing It connects the will of God To being full of the Holy Ghost To speaking, speaking to yourself And speaking certain things Speaking to yourself, So, and we're going to show you exactly where this comes from Speaking to yourself Now, when a person prays in tongues, they speak to God, but they also speak into themselves Speaking to yourself Paul, I'll show you in a scripture in a moment, how Paul taught himself And he taught himself by the gift of praying in tongues Filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking to yourselves psalms and hymns and spirit spirit songs Spirit songs, well what is a spirit song? glad you asked, we're going to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 Spirit songs, now 1 Corinthians chapter 14 It says it's talking about the gift of tongues Now notice, they spoke in tongues As the Holy Ghost infused into them the language to speak forth So when you got filled with the Spirit You were baptized in the Holy Ghost You got a gift given to you Now that gift is a powerful gift it's a most, one of the most neglected gifts in the church Is this gift of speaking in tongues Paul said, I speak in tongues more than everyone And he also said, I get more revelation than everyone as well There's a connection between revelation uh, insight to the will of God And speaking in the Spirit Speaking in tongues In uh, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14 If I pray in an unknown tongue My spirit is praying So your spirit, you can energize, activate your spirit consciously Every time you pray in tongues Your spirit is praying The Holy Spirit who knows the mind of God Starts to infuse language into your spirit In harmony with the will of God And you are now praying the perfect will of God As you speak in tongues Most of us say, well I don't understand it don't know really what it's about So we don't really value what it does but your spirit is praying. So he said, I'll sing with the Spirit, sing with understanding. Otherwise, you're blessed with the Spirit. Hell, another person who don't know what you're saying, say Amen. You're giving of thanks. Notice we're blessing, we're praying, we're giving thanks. Because you give thanks well when you do it with tongues. So he said in verse eighteen, I'd rather that I speak with I speak in tongues more than you all. Yet in the church I'd rather speak five words with my understanding, that I may teach others also. Why does he say also? Who else is he teaching? See one of the things the Holy Spirit's given to you is to teach you Is to teach you the things of God To teach you the mind and heart of God So we don't know how to find that mind and heart of God so begin to speak in tongues You say, well I don't know what I'm saying My mind isn't connected to it No, but when you speak in tongues, you are now directly opening the communication with God Now the Holy Spirit is directly imparting to your spirit You have an open communication line with God in your spirit You try praying in tongues for a few minutes, and then suddenly stop Just go, stop the Holy Ghost will keep going You find your mind filling with the language It just overflows It's a flow from within that fills your mind so when you start praying tongues, you start to you open up your spirit, the part of you that's connected to God And as you begin to flow in tongues, the Spirit of God begins to energize your spirit Begins to impart words and language for you to speak So what words and language are we speaking? Well, one thing we know, we're blessing God, thanking God, we're praising God We know we're doing all those things But if you look in verse 2, it says, He that speaks an unknown tongue speaks not unto man but unto God Now listen to this, howbeit in the Spirit he speaks mysteries well there you go When you're speaking in tongues, you're speaking mysteries Most people look at that and they say oh, That's a mystery to me What does all that mean? How could that work out for any good? You know that's a mystery It's all a mystery I don't know why I have to do it Whenever the So you've got to look at other parts of the Bible In other parts of the Bible, every time the word mystery is mentioned it With all exception but one, it, where it refers to the mystery of ungodliness It's talking about Things of the spiritual realm, the eternal realm And so each time it speaks of mysteries, it's speaking of God's design for His kingdom to advance in you and through you So the mysteries you are declaring as you speak in tongues are actually a download of what God by His Spirit has purposed for you in you and through you You say, well I'd have to do it in tongues Simply this, because your head would get in the way of the will of God, and you'd argue with Him, because you'd have your own mind. You'd be praying something like this, oh God, change that wife of mine. I want you to turn her into a loving person who doesn't control me, and the Holy Ghost, as you pray in tongues, if we could interpret it, would be saying something like this, Father, help me, to change my heart attitude so I can be more loving and sensitive and kind to my wife And not be so passive, but be more responsible now, If you heard that, you'd argue and shut it down straight away So God puts it in another language they can't understand, it's called the mystery of God Not bad, eh? See, that's how it works So when you're praying in tongues mysteries, you're praying directly The things God intends for your life to work in you, and through you, and accomplish through you So when you're speaking in tongues, you're not only energizing your life and opening up a direct communication with God, you begin to start the flow of the Spirit in a way that enables you then, you're in the same communication flow that you hear from God You've got to learn to practice it The more you pray in tongues, the easier it is to feel the flow of the Spirit, and then you start to hear the voice of the spirit, the impressions of the spirit, not if you just pray a little bit once, but what if you were to make it your lifestyle that every day you'd be praying at us they don't have to pray that loud, but let me shout out loud. I pray quietly under my tongues Now the trouble is when you go around this, people hear you talking, they think you're crazy, so I found it easier to sing in tongues. Because when you sing in tongues, people don't know what you're singing But they just know you're singing And they say, oh that's nice, a happy person You know, but otherwise they go Like Ian does Whoa, what's that? You know, what's going on there? But you can pray in tongues all the time, you can pray every day, here's the deal, you can call forth the will of God as much or as little as you like, you can, call, you can grow yourself and your spirit as much or as little as you like, you choose how much you build your life with God, you choose how much you yield to the Holy Spirit, or put it another way, if you go to a party you can choose how many drinks you have, you Have one. Oh, that was nice, I have like chocolate you have one, I can't eat one piece of chocolate I just know now, I have to have the whole flipping cake. I don't just—I don't know where it went. It just vanishes, just like that. An empty wrapper. If you look under my desk, you find empty wrappers of chocolate. It's not healthy, but it's good. (laughs) I don't know how I get to eat a whole cake. It just starts and just can't stop. It's partly because you get a taste for it. But I tell you something: when you get praying in the Holy Ghost, oh, you get a taste for it. You get a taste for the feel of His life pumping in you, of the clearness in your head, of the life of God flowing. And you may go out and have a few issues, come back a bit beaten up, but get praying in the Holy Ghost. Remember, the moment you decide you'll pray, He takes hold with you. You get full as you like, full of the Holy Ghost, full of the Spirit of God. Say, speaking to yourself. That's not just talking to yourself That's actually speaking in tongues The mysteries of God Speaking and building your spirit man I tell you, we need a church that every person's full of the Holy Ghost You pray in tongues I look in a meeting sometimes I see some people standing there and they're like this Oh my, you're at a party and you're not drinking That's so sad You know, it's, you know to be a wowser at a party is a terrible thing You're really, just sitting there looking serious while everyone else is drinking It's not very good really, is it, eh? Everyone notices it too, do you notice? They all notice you What's up with you? Drink! Drink! Come to a meeting! Drink! Get up in the morning! Drink! The flow of the Spirit of God Get that anointing flowing inside you. That's who it is It is a person And that person flows through you Your life gets energized I, I, You start to build this into your life Day by day Build it 10 minutes 15 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes Then through the day oh praying in tongues You know what will happen? You start to come alive on the inside Then you'll start to hear things from God You'll start to know things You say, how do you know that? I don't know how I know I just know I don't know I just know I don't know how I know that's what, that's what Steve does in his business how, do you, how, do, how did he know what house to build? How did he know they even want, they're going to give him the contract? Because he saw in the Spirit How do you see in the Spirit? Well, I guess he prays in tongues if ever Would that be right, Steve? Pray in tongues, pray in the Spirit every day See, what happens is The benefit is you start to get into a flow of revelation And things that God has purposed for your life so, you may have lots of desires, but one desire to cultivate is the desire to pray strongly in the spirit to let the life of God begin to float through you Why? Because what will happen is, your head will clear, your spirit will come strong, and gradually you'll begin to form in your spirit the things that God is wanting to birth Gradually they'll start to form in your spirit until they give birth Till finally there comes a point where these things start to happen There's other factors than that of course at least do the groundwork, because God gave you the Holy Ghost He said, don't try and live the Christian life without the power of the Holy Ghost He said, well, I'm not so good at praying in tongues Why don't you give yourself to it? If God gave you the gift, why don't you just give yourself to it? Well, I'm, I'm a quiet person No, 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 no That's a mistake That's quite an untruth you're not a quiet person, you're a wild, radical person. I've seen you at parties, I've seen you at the dance, I've seen people up here last time. You know, and they get into, you know, they get into, we sing a song in you why know, Y, M, C. We're doing all this stuff there, but on Sunday, why, why God, you know? Come on, i get the whole song. Get the whole song. Ready to get into the whole song and start pumping, you know? You know, really start pumping in the Holy Ghost. Get fired up in the Spirit. For some people, it's just a demonic block, a demonic thing And you're yielding to the demon rather than yielding to the Holy Ghost Man, we need to have a whole lot of Christians that are pumped up and going I saw it last night, I was at the party I saw what some of you were like I watched you on the stage last night Dressed up what you were like And then I watched you this morning (laughs) How can wearing a few clothes make you suddenly become free? What on earth did it shift in you? Why don't you just shift that every day? Just shift that every day. Just shift that. That's what the Holy Ghost came to do. So you could... Hallelujah! We need to pray in the Holy Ghost. Start presenting your body to the Lord. So, you, know, you know, this is the whole thing. Start presenting your body to the Lord. You know, when we we're up there and we're dancing, I saw people up there doing the hokey-tokey last night. <laughs> I watched. It's like a... These quiet church people, like a group of mad hooligans, just grabbed hands <laughs> and they ran at Lynn. I thought, this is brilliant. Now, why can't you do that in church? You know? See? You see, it's, it's actually just, you just made a decision to let go of inhibitions and to express fun, because we're made for that. But that's what the Holy Ghost has given. Not to make us more religious, not to make us, whoa, keep me spiritual, my sea. No, 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 get you full of life. So you're uninhibited and don't need a drink or a party. You can actually be happy. And people say, why well, are you happy? What's going on? You know, he'll be drinking or something. Yeah, what well, kind of? That's right. That's right. I got the Holy Ghost. Got the Holy Ghost. God gave me the Holy Ghost. God gave me the Holy Ghost. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. Oh, I'm feeling the spirit of God running. Come on over here, quick! Let's just lay here quick. Someone to catch them. They'll fall over for sure. I'm so full of the Holy Ghost. Wait, 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 wait! <laughs> you ready? lift your hands up. Just lift both hands up there, like you have a good drink. You ready? Drunk in the Holy Ghost. Fill him, Lord. Ready? Power of the Holy Ghost, just come around like, Holy Ghost, drunk, 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 full of laughter. Holy Ghost, quick, come on, love. quick, 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 you ready, come on, cut here, quick, she's going to stagger full of, she's drunk woman, drunk in the Holy Ghost, filled with the Holy Spirit, Whoa, full of the Holy Ghost, see, we need a lot more of that, don't we, Jill, come on, Jill, come on out here, quick, have a good drink, why don't you reach up, now listen, someone get behind her, quick, begin to pray in tongues. Pray in tongues See she's already getting full of the Holy Ghost See the Holy Ghost is here The Holy Ghost is here So you've got to stir up the gift inside you I saw you last night All dressed up I was watching you We need more of you dressed up and fully free eh? I saw Andrew too Whoa a different person Put him in an Elvis costume He's away or whatever it was Funny isn't it just sometimes wearing a hat Can make a difference just put on a hat or some kind of thing that makes you different. And then you just come along and hang out and have fun. Why don't you do that next week at church? Yeah, next Sunday. A hat Sunday next Sunday. Now, it'll be a riot. So come along and bring a hat. See? See? Come along and bring a hat. Yes, you wear a hat. I want it to be the most biggest and outrageous hat you've ever seen. You See, because people with a hat on, they just suddenly become different. They put some clothes on, they become different. You know, they put on an Arab outfit and look mysterious, almost threatening. I thought Gaddafi had come. (laughs) Come on, we need to be full of the Holy Ghost. Why don't we stand on our feet, begin to speak in the language God has given us. Speak in the language of tongues. Uh, Let's begin to let go in our spirit. Come on. Maybe you want to come out the front. Let's come out the front and celebrate too. Let's get ourselves alive in the Holy Ghost.